Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of Solomon's globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel love, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Today I'm speaking with Megan McLaren. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for coming and talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, absolutely. Now, um, to to get the juices flowing, <laughs> may I ask you to introduce yourself to us and just tell us who you are? Yeah, so my name is Megan McLaren. I am a registered social worker by background. been practicing now for just over eight years. I also uh, work as a behavioral health consultant, so I spend most of my time in doctor's offices as a consultant to them, primarily with clients who have a mental health diagnosis have a role as a clinical educator to that setting as well. And then I also uh, have my own life coaching business. So I wear quite a few different hats. Right. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. And so are you, do you serve as a therapist, for example, or do you go further more psychiatrist? Uh, So I don't serve as a therapist. So the difference of what I do between a therapist is that I focus primarily on symptom management. Okay. So when patients come to see me and they're having symptoms of maybe anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. my focus around is around getting that uh, sensation in their body to get a bit better. So okay. I only spend about 30 minutes with my patients, so it's very focused. Okay. All right. Understood. And so... We, you've introduced yourself, sorry, but you also do, you also are some other things as most women are lots of things. So are you a mother? And if you are, tell us what type of mother you are and how your life gel, you know, as a mother. <laughs> so I am a mother. I have two uh, biological twin girls. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm also a stepmother. I have two teenage stepsons as well. Okay. Um, so very busy trying to kind of juggle that mm-hmm. in my, my career life. It's been quite a journey for me as a mother, as obviously I had my stepsons first before having my own daughters. Mm. Um, and when I first met my stepsons, I was only 25. So wow. a bit of a shock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that must have been some, I don't know. I guess that was very strange with boys. Did they look at you strange? And <laughs> you know, Luckily, they were very welcoming. They, okay. were, they were young when I met them. They were about six and seven. Aww. Yeah. Um, but it was a bit of a different dynamic, obviously, me mm-hmm. being so young. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody really knows what they're getting into mm-hmm. when they start dating somebody with children. Mm-hmm. Me being 25, I think I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. Well, we all think we know. <laughs> as you grow and mature, that changes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're a stepmom and you were a stepmom before you were a mom. What are some of the challenges that come with being a stepmom? Yeah. So uh, there's been a lot of challenges, you know, trying to find my role in that co-parenting relationship with Mm -hmm. my husband, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously honoring their biological mother, because that's always been of the utmost importance to me. I'm not here to replace their mother. I'm here to be another supportive figure. Trying to find that balance within my own boundaries, too. You know, making sure that my role as their stepmom is still honored and respected and that I'm taking care of myself has really shifted over the eight years. I think when I first started, I threw so much of my time and energy into it that I found myself getting involved in situations that maybe weren't authentic. And it just led to a lot of feelings of of resentment, actually. And so I had to kind of think about, you know, what is my role here? What is my intentions here? What do I want mm-hmm, you know, from mm-hmm. my relationship? with my stepsons. Um, so like I said, it's really shifted as they've grown up and as I've gotten to know myself better. Yeah. Focused on my own mental health. Right, right. So maybe you felt you felt you were trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see it. You know, I could see why, at, you know, at that age and you, know, you met a, you love of your life and you know, you're competing for his attention from three other people, not just the two kids, but the the other moms. So, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. I think I just wanted to, you know, do good by them. Right? Yeah. I was always thinking, you know, I don't want them to feel like they're missing something. Mm-hmm. And really those expectations just came from myself. Nobody else expected me to be that. Yeah. But when you put those huge expectations on yourself, sometimes you run into a bit of a situation where you're kind of burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. I was running myself ragged, trying to be the best possible stepmom. Yes. That it kind of bit me in the butt in the end. Yeah, of course. So tell me about your work and how, what do you do to help somebody to manage their mental health? Mm -hmm. And why are you focused on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I work with patients of of any gender and any age. So I always say zero to 100. But Mm I really love working with moms, being a mom myself and kind yes. of helping support them in their mental health because whether they're a new mom or whether they've been a mom for 20 years, mm-hmm. I think as mothers, we innately, you know, put ourselves last. Yeah. We want to give everything to our children. And sometimes we're not aware as to how that does really impact our mental health, mm-hmm. whether that's through, you know, really high expectations of ourselves or maybe carrying around some guilt if we do take that time for ourselves. So 
my role is to really support them in setting those healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. helping them to get to really get to know you know, their body, how they're feeling, especially with clients that I see that are particularly anxious, whether that's because they're postpartum or like I said, even though they've been a mom for 30 years yeah, and just really supporting them, you know, some people need permission to take time for themselves. (laughs) And so I'm there to be that supportive guidance and saying, you know, absolutely you need to put yourself first before you kind of pour into others. Yeah, that, that is, that is good advice. And it's advice that moms but especially solo moms don't take and we because we feel like we don't either don't deserve to take care of ourselves or you know we don't have time to because you know everything has to be poured into the kids right of course yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah all right so how can we get in touch with you if we need your service yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page there, Megan McLaren Coaching. I'm on Instagram, Megan okay. McLaren Coach, and I also have a website, okay. Coach. So um, very active on social media, love working with, with patients of any gender, like I said, but especially supporting moms because I've had my own journey with that. Mm-hmm. I've been very open about my own struggles with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. So I get it. You know, I get the struggles of how it is to put yourself last. And so hopefully people can learn through some of my errors. Right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to tell us about the, the postpartum depression. I've been fortunate not to have that, not to have had that. Or if I did, I didn't recognize it. <laughs> so it is possible I didn't recognize it. But um, my my daughter-in-law just had my second grandchild, and uh, it was a rough one. It was a rough birth, and I, I expect that something sad may come up. Uh, what what you know? Tell us about your experience, and and what type of solutions do you offer for some you know a mom like that? Yeah, so my experience was one that I never saw coming. I was so excited to be pregnant Mm -hmm. um, and then even more excited to find out I was having twins and I had a fantastic pregnancy. But what ended up happening was I had an emergency C-section and my girls were born premature. Mm. And so I didn't get to see them or hold them for at least 24 hours. And that really impacted me. And then, you know, once I got home, Again, those high expectations got the best of me. I thought I had to be, you know, up and feeding and cleaning and cooking and trying to serve everybody but myself. Yeah. And that old adage of, you know, nap when the baby's napped never happened. I don't have any recollection of ever taking a nap when my twins were born. And then I also had my stepsons too to take care of. And so by not prioritizing my own needs, not making sure I was even eating throughout the day because I thought that I just had to give everything to Mm -hmm. my children. You know, my physical health started to go. I was completely sleep deprived. And then, you know, my mental health went with that. And when you're in it, you know, it's so hard to see from the outside because we are our own worst critic and everybody around me was telling me that I needed to rest. But to me, resting meant not being a good mother, which mm-hmm. of course is not the case. Yeah. Um, but I, again, felt like I had something to prove. I felt like I needed to show everybody that I could nail this twin mom thing mm-hmm. when really I I was dying inside. I mean, really, I was falling apart. And yeah. so the solution to that was right around my girl's first birthday, I just said, you know, I can't do this anymore because... 
by not taking care of myself, I was starting to become impatient, you know, with my with my family and with my children. The joy in mothering was really starting to not be there at all. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do that anymore. If I couldn't do it for myself, I really wanted to do it for my children. And so I got therapy, which yeah. was the most helpful. And luckily they just kind of pulled out some of those skills that I already had in terms of setting those strong boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure I was asking for help, making sure I was communicating my needs, telling my husband, Hey, I need to eat. I need to go to the bathroom and and letting those people help me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's for sure. I think that at that time we're probably in brain fog. I mean, if there is any brain fog, it's during that time after birth and when we're tired and I mean, a C-section, I can't even imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. Double yeah. C-section. Yeah. It was brutal. So, yeah. Um, and there's so much that goes into that in terms of how mothers deliver too. you know, birth in itself can be a traumatic experience mm-hmm. for a lot of women. And, mm-hmm. and then we're just expected to be up and going and taking mm-hmm. care of our babies, right? And we're exhausted. And so I think society sometimes makes it like it's a good thing to be exhausted and yeah. to celebrate that exhaustion. And so we feel like, oh, well, this is just maybe how it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Right. Of course, to be exhausted. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No. But through, through asking for help, you know, and really communicating my needs, I was able to pull myself out of that yes like, yes that's that's good i'm glad i'm glad you figured it out before it killed you you know maybe it wouldn't have killed you physically but otherwise you know, kill your marriage and you know just yeah. just destroy you totally you know i i had a guest last year sometime i think her name was dorit palvanov and she talks about the menstrual cycle and how <laughs> and how we as women when we go through it we don't take care of ourselves and i'm thinking that what she's saying is that our time as women whatever happens within our body those natural things childbirth period menopause is a time for us to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and i think that's something we miss because you know we think we have to be super at that's right yeah everything absolutely absolutely yeah I I always use that adage with my clients that you know when you fly they tell you to put the air mask on yourself Mm -hmm. before you help others Mm -hmm. right I'm always telling moms that that we have to put the air mask on ourselves if we're going to be an effective mother to Mm -hmm. our children because if we go down who else everybody goes down that's right (laughs) absolutely yeah for sure Okay, that's good. All right, so what is Megan grateful for today? Oh, gosh, I am grateful for so many things. You know, I was just putting my kids to bed before I hopped on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And every time I look at my children, I am so, so thankful that they are healthy because they were born uh, six weeks premature. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also grateful for the little things. And I make an intentional practice to to be grateful every morning. I always write down those three things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're small. Yeah. My one grateful thing this morning was my hot, hot cup of tea because here in Canada, it's, it's minus 40. So yeah. it's very, yeah. very cold. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of kind of up the street from you. I'm in the U.S., so I'm not far away. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I Yeah. know. laughs> yeah. yeah. And throughout this whole season, you know, of the pandemic, I've been so lucky to not have been touched by that yet. My, yeah. my family has remained healthy and I'm in just incredibly grateful for that. Yes, for sure. That's good. All 
All right. So do you practice self-care and what does that look like for you now that we've gotten through all that? <laughs> you know, I, I do practice self-care. You know, I'm a bit of a self-care warrior in okay. that I have no problem now communicating my needs. When I first started that process, I was filled with guilt and it takes practice to kind of relinquish that guilt. Mm-hmm. So the first time I stepped out of the house, the first time I really was just going for drives to take some, some peace, mm-hmm. didn't feel very good. But now, you know, I'm kind of two years into the process and it feels great. It feels restorative. Yeah. So I practice self-care by by walking, by getting outside. I love to practice yoga. I love to connect with friends. You know, connection is a huge thing for Uh so many people to fill their cup. And so I try and intentionally create that time to connect with my people, even if it's just via Zoom. Yes. During the week so that I can fill my cup and be something else than just a mother and a social worker mm-hmm. and all the other hats. You know, I need that time to, to just be Megan. Yes, yes, for sure. Definitely. All right. I appreciate you coming and talking to us today. But before I let you go, give us one piece of advice for a solo mom right now. Yeah. So my biggest piece of advice for solo moms would be to actually schedule your daily self-care, even if that's just one small thing you can do. If you were sitting in front of me, I would want to know the exact time that you were going to do it. When are you going to carve that time into your day? Mm Because then you're so much more likely to do it as opposed to saying, well, I'm going to do it when everybody else is is taken care of. I want to know that you're committed to putting you on the agenda as well. Yeah, makes sense. If it's not on the calendar, it's just a dream. You are not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Okay. Anything else? And just be kind to yourself, you know, as moms, again, you know, I think we're always quick to see all the things that maybe we should have done or we didn't do. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we are the most perfect mom for our kids. Nobody can do it better than us. So just be kind to yourself in that process. Yes. All right. Thank you very much, Megan McLaren, for coming and speaking to us today. And I'll put the link to your website and your social media handle uh, in the show notes so people can get in touch with you if they need you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited to share that Solo Moms Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solo Moms Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solo Moms Talk TV below to watch now. Hello, Solo Moms. As a Solo Mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at or by calling 
plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.